0: So, good morning once again. I am Carrie Little, Coffee with Carrie today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for joining our group in Real Estate Live with Marky Lemons and I. And let me just say this if you haven't joined the group, join the group, link in bio. If you haven't joined the class, we've had our second class on um, six figure real estate training. First week, really, there's kind of three weeks because Marky did um, a class prior to me helping. Second, my, my first week, we had about 250 real tours, maybe a few assistants. Then, yeah, good morning. Then we had last week about a little over 350. We only have space for 500. So if you haven't joined the class, you can still get in next week. Don't know what the topic is, but it's in my bio. Register, no cost to you. Absolutely. If you are listening to the podcast later and you missed it, that's okay. Because we'll probably have a repeat. So today's title is, Whose Job Is It? To all my realtor friends and some of my attorney friends and my inspector friends and my loan officer friends, stager friends, yes, Mary Kay rep, you name it. I have a lot of followers from different groups, insurance folks, right? Landscapers, appraisers, the city, whose job is it? So I'm gonna ask all of you a question. Here we go. What have you done as an agent that you felt wasn't your job but you had to do it to get the, keep the deal together? Answer that question for me. So what have you done as an agent? Hey Lalitha. Everybody go follow Lalitha um, uh, or envy me, envy me. So if, what have you done uh, as an agent that you felt wasn't your job? If you're an entrepreneur, what have you done as an entrepreneur that you felt wasn't your job, but you had to get, yes, I need to come get my hair done, um, that you felt that wasn't your job? So tell me, what's the, what have you done? Tell the truth, tell the truth. Cause I'm going to tell you if it's your job. Oh yeah. Shout out to Elgin garbage removal from property negotiating with the attorney on the other side. Mm. And let me tell you guys this um, as you're telling me what job you've done and you felt like it wasn't your job. My disclaimer for all, of, all of you is I'm talking to real estate agents all over the United States. Some of us work with attorneys. Some of us don't work with attorneys. Some of us are, as I would call, um, transaction managers, where you don't represent either client. Some of us um, close in escrow. That means uh, our clients just send all the paperwork to the title company. So it's a little bit different. Uh, And listen, and it could be something you did years ago. Um, So what have you done? I'll give you some examples of what I've heard of. And it's hard because, you know, it might not all be your job, but you had to get it done. So let me so here we go. I have had to help a seller pack a house because it was closing the next day and he didn't do the work. And it was too late to get someone else to do the work. In addition to that, that seller gave me a bad review. (laughs) I took all the stuff to Goodwill. I even found someone to take a bed I helped them move things out, yeah. I painted a fence to pass FHA guidelines, that's what's up. And I was represented by the buyer, seller didn't want to cooperate. Yep. Uh, Hiring a handyman and contractors. Okay, but listen, Ty, it wasn't, you didn't do the work. So that's another uh, conversation. I've also painted FHA property. Let's see, what else are you guys telling me? What else have you done? It's not all your job, but clean the client's bathroom. Let me tell you, I have not cleaned someone's bathroom, but, and when we say it's not your job, I have gone to a house and I now give a new disclaimer. So I've been the stager, it's not my job. It's not your job to be the stager, but your client might not have a budget. So I do have at least four bins and a few pieces of furniture in my basement that I have put in a property. So I've done it. Been there, done that. Um, I will go through the property and I go and I come into the property and I might say, this is why I like to hire stages, but we can talk about that in a moment, but, or someone else to be the bad guy. I walk through the property and I've done this in a few properties, but there's two I can really think of. Went through the property and I said, you know, when someone comes in and I know we live in our homes, I'm guilty. You know, you clean the shower every week or we're supposed to clean the shower every week, Right. And I'm, I said I'm going to give you some tips. So I like to have a tip so, uh, a tip list of everything you need to clean the bathroom that you haven't cleaned in a year. Now you know some of you some of you know you've been in these disgusting houses, nasty houses, right? Transaction coordinator for the admin on the other side. Really? Oh wow! The seller out of the house they were selling. Move the seller out. Yep. Paying for uh, the counselor for the clients or playing counselor. Oh, let me tell you. I I, I don't even want to say what I really want to say. I had a, and have I told this story? I've been, yeah, I probably told the story. I, I probably, so I've been cussed out by a seller. I've been, uh, I actually had a seller cry after I helped them stage their home because they thought I was changing their look. So now I have, I mean, when I come in, if you can't afford to come. And by the way, when I say it's not your job as a real estate agent, you might come up with a list of things for, um, you might come up with a list of things that you're going to do as a seller's agent and a buyer's agent. And one of them as a seller's agent might be that you're going to pay a a stager to come into the house. And I would do that over what I did before, because I had no idea that I was going to hurt this person's feelings. And I don't ever want that feeling again. I don't ever want that feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see, uh, my seller client got arrested in, in another city. Um, I had to hire a notary out of state to go to the jail and get doc signed. Can't even one up that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wear multiple hats as a real estate agent. Okay. So let me just talk to you about whose job it is so I can put some of you at ease. Um, we've I've heard I've seen some of you say it, it, it's all of our job. I've seen some of you say some of the things you've done. And and let me first let me give you some of the examples of what I've seen. I said i you know, helping a seller move out, right? Um taking a cat to a no-kill shelter because the seller already moved out of town. Paying, I asked my husband, like, what have you done that you felt wasn't your job? He was like, having to go pay for transfer stamps out of our account, out of our bank account, and you get reimbursed at closing. Uh, Said staging a home, watching the home, uh, then you get... So even when I start talking about what your job is, if if the house is vacant, whose job is it to watch the house? Whose job is it to watch the house? This is why some of us don't need to sell homes two hours away. Because it is your job to help them watch the house. You might not watch it. You might hire someone else. Or you might have your sellers talk to the neighbors. They might have the best neighbors in the world. So there was a house that I had to watch because the sellers moved on the market. And so I had to go watch the house. So I would go once a week. Got to the house. The back of the house was frozen. Because they did not winterize the house. So as a real estate agent, now that's a part of my list. Vacant homes. Gets cold out we are winterizing the house or the neighbors have keys or someone has to go make sure the water is dripping because the whole back of the house was frozen. So I had a whole new job. So now they had to hire someone to come clean up the house. So guess who, guess who got to manage it? Me. Right. Um, new, new one. This wasn't me. Had the attorney asked why we wrote an offer at a certain price and he wanted a full CMA and facts for the buyer. My first question was, is this attorney a real estate attorney? I had lots of questions because they were questioning this agent's judgment on the offer. Now, I ended up writing the email for this agent my husband, and I backed it up with all of the, the data because I have him do a CMA on every property but you never think you're gonna to have to provide it to the attorney. All right, so let's chat. Welcome, thanks for joining me. So I'm gonna give my disclaimer one more time. I know we're all from different states. We might not use attorneys. In Illinois, we use attorneys. So I'm gonna talk about attorneys. And my sister lives in uh, California. They don't typically use attorneys, but they hired an attorney when they closed on their transaction. So everyone has the right to work with an attorney. So. Um, uh, so here is, let me, let me scroll back up. So I asked the question, what have you done as an agent where you felt that it wasn't your job, but you had to get it done. You had to get it done. So some of you put that in the chat, feel free, keep sharing those in the chat. So is it the loan officer's job? Is it the loan officer's job? It is, and I'm going to, I'm going to answer these quickly. It is the loan officer's job to represent their client. How about the inspector? It is the inspector's job to represent their client. I hope you're getting this. What about um, the attorney? It is the attorney's job to represent their client. I hope you're getting this. What about the appraiser? It is the appraiser's job to create the market analysis for the mortgage company uh, or the appraisal for the mortgage company, but who paid for the appraisal? The buyer. So even though the buyer's paying for the appraiser, it is the appraiser's um, opinion on an appraiser's document, looks like a huge broker price opinion, to give this information to the bank because the bank is giving the client the mortgage. Now, is it the realtor's job? It is the realtor's job. And I said realtor because in the state of Illinois, a salesperson is a broker and the broker owner or the person that is the sponsoring um, broker of the office. um, Well, I should say it like this. The the broker of record in our state is the designated managing broker. So if I say, I might interchange the term broker. So I'm gonna say for Realtors, it is the Realtors job to represent their client. I'm gonna say it again. I hope you got that. Now, what about the broker owner? or the designated managing broker, the broker of record for the office. It is the designated managing broker's job to represent the client, even over the agent that was designated to work with the client. Some of you are like, well, Kiri, that's my client. Now your company might have an agreement that that client is your client but that client signed a contract with the brokerage, assuming you're using exclusive agency and everyone is using um, typically an exclusive right to sell when you list in the multiple listing service. So right, good morning. So, so when I said, whose job is it? And I said, it's that person's job or that affiliate's job to represent the client. Let me explain it like this. Well, um, when we work with our clients, we really truly do want to work with a team, right? We want to work with a team of people that we know and trust and they collaborate with us and they share information so we can best represent our client, right? Our client, my client, it's my client. But the moment you refer, and we always train our agents to always refer to three lenders, three attorneys, three inspectors. Do you get it? Now you might just pick one, but I'm telling you what you're supposed to do so we want our clients to work with our strategic partners why because we all work together as a team but even though you refer your client to a specific attorney or to to a specific inspector right or to an, a specific um mortgage company or loan officer once you refer that person becomes their client it is their job to have a fiduciary relationship with that client Well, so when you call the attorney and say, well, so what happened with the buyer? That attorney is not supposed to share confidential information with you. That's now their client. So when we say whose job is it, it is that person's job, that affiliate strategic partner's job to represent that client's best interest. So don't get mad when the attorney says something to your clients that you don't like. Now, let me let me back up a bit. This is why I do like to work with strategic partners that I know and trust, because it is still all of our jobs to keep the the transaction together. Now, if there's something that happens with the transaction that doesn't represent the client, yes, we want the client to know that. But it is very hard for us to be emotionally removed, especially when you've already spent the money. Right. Some of you are like, ooh. Okay, so... um. Now, what about the client? Is it the the client's job? Here's what's hard, especially in residential. It is the client's, it is our job to educate educate the buyer, the seller, the um, landlord, and the tenant. It's our job to do that. As real estate agents, unless you're an attorney, we cannot interpret the law. We can't interpret the law. So what we have to do as real estate professionals, we explain our documents, and that's why we might have them hire an attorney. Now, we can't come up with documents. That's why there's an attorney. This is why we can fill in the blanks, if you remember license law. So when I say, is it the client's job? Let's talk about the client first. It is your job to educate the client. So let's say the client says to you, "Um, I want to buy in this neighborhood. Okay, great. We write the contract. Is it your job to tell the client everything they need to know about the schools and the city and the park district, etc.? cetera? Well, maybe, but let me give you a tip. It is your job to keep reiterating to your client the responsibility that they need to still do their own research because you're not living in the house. I've had a client say, well, Carrie, well, would you live in this neighborhood? And my response is, let me tell you why I bought my house because I am not living in their neighborhood and I may or may not want to live in their neighborhood, but it's not, it is not my, I cannot steer. I cannot say girl, no, you can, you don't, you don't even want to live there, but it is not my job to say, here's some resources. And I need you to call the school district, get a breakdown of the school scores, right? Because I live in a neighborhood where our school scores can be pretty low, but I know we have a dual language program and we have a, program for kids under the age of five to help them become ready for kindergarten and beyond. So it is my job to say, let me tell you what I know about the community, the city that I, um, that I live in, and let me tell you what I want you to go research. Call the village. Find out what you can and cannot do. And it is your job to tell your clients they need to read the HOA docs, and here's a good one, This is why I need to interview one of our agents because she had a really good scenario and I cannot even tell you the whole scenario because she can tell the story better than me. It is the, whose job is it to read the inspection? You, the attorney, the inspector to the client or the client, tell me in the feed. Whose job is it to read the inspection? Tell me whose job as I have a sip of coffee. Whose job is it? Whose job is it? Anyone? Just guess. Someone said the attorney. Someone said the attorney. All. Client. Agent. Client. Realtors. Everyone's. Everyone's. Attorney. Not the realtor's job. Hmm. Client. Attorney. Now these are folks that have attorneys in there that, that use attorneys. Everybody doesn't use an attorney, buyer agent and attorney. So far, I'm liking Mary's answer. I do like everyone's the everyone answer. so it is it's everyone's job. it is the okay, so let me explain it like this. The inspector inspects the property and so this is why we want our clients to go to inspection. Now let me let's be fully let me let me just disclose. I like to go to the property and in in our state right now, only four people can be in the house. I need the client to come to inspection because at the end of the inspection, the inspector will walk through the house and they'll tell you about the house, how the house works, right? If you got a great inspector they show you how to replace the filter, they talk to you about your electrical box, they talk to you about oh you know what in the kitchen the water isn't flowing well. They show you the issues that they think could be a problem later. Now as a real estate agent, before my clients go to inspection, I explain the contract. I don't I got to get back to the inspection. But for those of you that are not explaining the contract to your buyers, you are doing your buyers a disservice because in Illinois, in our 13-page contract, 7.0 contract, I know there's a Chicago contract. I know there's a different contract downstate, maybe in Rockford, but in the 7.0 contract that we can use in the entire state, there's an, a section on um, inspections. There's an attorney review section. Yes. And in that section, it talks about what the seller is truly responsible for. And if the buyer asks for this, 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 and this, the seller can walk. But, so let me, I want you to understand, if you're not explaining this to your buyers, before you go do an inspection, they're going to ask for a checklist that is crazy. So as a new buyer, especially a first-time home buyer, that's why I bought new construction, I, as a new buyer, we need to know what could be a deal killer. It doesn't mean we can't ask for it, but we need to know what could be a deal killer. If you are only sending your contracts through DocuSign, DotLoop, HelloSign, Adobe Sign, whatever e-signature program you're using, Remind has one. Whatever tool you're using, it is still our job to explain the contract. So let me go back to inspections. Whose job is it to read it? It is the inspector's job to go over the inspection. They're not reading the entire inspection, but at the bottom, there is a disclaimer that says it is the responsibility of the buyer to read the inspection. It is then, now, and I'm just gonna gonna explain to you, because I know our license law, and this is why I actually physically show up to live training for continuing education. If you are a managing broker in the state of Illinois, This is my opinion. Don't just take an online class because you don't get what just happened in a real life scenario with the instructors because we tell you the real life scenarios. So, and and my agents tell me everything. So I have to think about how I share with you. So if, so now we get the inspection. So this is how I tell, this is what I say to my buyers. I need you old school. I don't care if you print it out. Great. I have products where I can highlight on my iPad. So here's my iPad or i will you know i print out the 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 end at the end of the contract or the inspection report i print out the big issues then i say to my client go read the entire report highlight circle everything that you think is going to be a deal killer for you then i go through the uh, the inspection and i do tell my clients i am not an inspector but i just want to look at since i've been doing this since 1997 I want to look at the the issues based on the contract. Then, now, you can still send the inspection to the attorney. This is why it's important to know the attorneys you work with. Is it the attorney's job? If you, I'm going to say it is really your client's job and then it is our client's job to say what they want fixed and repaired with the attorney. That's whose job it is. But we do have buyers that have never bought a house. They've never owned a house. They've never lived in a house. They've only rented apartments. They've only lived in a condo and their parents have never owned a house and they're first generational buyers or they moved here from another country and they've never purchased the house in the United States, right? So we need to help them through the process. But we also know we don't want them to kill their own deal. This is why when I work with my clients and I say to them, when we walk through this house, this is a house you want to write an offer on. I want you to know you might need to go to Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, or get online and Google how much it is to replace a faceplate. Any pr- Anything in the house that it, that is going to keep the house from functioning or as a safety hazard should be top priority. And by the way, I'm not an inspector. So this is where, here's a tip. Here's a carry social media tip. Interview an inspector on social media. And if you interview an inspector, you're going to learn and then your clients are going to learn because inspectors are busy, but I bet they would like the opportunity to talk to your network. Yeah. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the hearts. So Whose job is it? It is the buyer's job to read the report. It is our job to help them through the process. And could it be the attorney's job? Yes. If you have a great attorney, an attorney will also look at the report. Now, here's where deals can be killed. I had a buyer bought 30 minutes from here in close to a neighborhood I grew, grew up in, and the attorney was so involved, we almost lost the deal because the attorney put on their hat of, I'm buying the house, but they had a really great relationship. So we both were coaching the client. I'm like, do you really want the house? Cause my first statement is, is do you really want the house? Because if you really, really, really want the house, let's talk about when you buy a house, it's like buying a used car, kind of. There are things you're gonna have to repair. So the, and, and this is, let me tell you what might happen. So this is where I, I, I share my stories. Feel free to share my stories. The day you close on the house, a week later, the sump pump's gonna bust and you're gonna have water in the basement. It happened to one of my clients. Who does the client call when the sump pump is spraying all over the basement? Tell me. Are they gonna call the attorney? Are they gonna call a plumber? Are they gonna call the inspector? Nope. They're calling you. It's your fault. It's your fault. You sold them the house. So the first thing I did was I said, calm down, go shut the water off in the house. Now, I, this is where I come back. Mark, what do I do? They're calling the real estate agent. It is your fault. And, and, and let me tell you, because I have a huge network. I listen, get involved. I love knowing the agent on the other end of the deal. And some of my agents don't even know real truth. I had an agent call me to say, Carrie, One of your agents was on the other end of the deal with me. And I just want to let you know that the buyer has already called me complaining about our seller. And I, and I recommended that the buyer call you. I was like, okay. Buyer never called me. I know more than I should know in my, in my little brain here. All right. Ty, uh, they always call the agent. So this is where we wear multiple hats. And when we say it's not my job, The first thing you should be doing is if you don't know what to do, Google it. I'm shutting the water off in the house or or go unplug the thing. You know, ladies, if you're like, oh, my gosh, my hair, I can't go in the basement. Look, put on a raincoat, go get a shower cap, go unplug that thing. And yes, it's going to be gross. Somebody's got to fix it. This is here's another tip. This is why and this is a scenario that happened to me. Whose job is it to order? The uh, home warranty, whose job is it? Is it the buyer's agent's job or is it the listing agent's job? If I'm the buyer's agent, I wanna order it. I wanna go online to whatever home warranty company we decided to use, whether it's Choice, AHS, um, HWA. I wanna go order it because I need the invoice so I can send it to the buyer's attorney to send to the title company so it's ordered. Then I'm going to follow up to make sure that puppy was paid because the one thing that's going to happen is the day they close, something is going to break and that buyer won't have access to the home warranty. You sit, you listen. I had to literally last night start taking notes. Cause I was like, yeah, this is a doozy. So you, if you don't have your journal and I, I mean, I probably should have had a whole character, a whole category on whose job is it? So, um, so let me tell you, which section do I think you should be doing putting this is? You are running a business. Yep. Page 140. You should be taking notes in, um, in section five. That's where you should be taking notes. Because right now, many of you are not doing the job. Okay. So here's, um, so love, I'm just going to read this to you. So when you, uh, when you don't work with a team, it's hard to stay in the loop. So let's start with having a really good team. I'm not saying you have to work with the same mortgage company, attorney, inspector, stage your insurance company, cleaning company, long care company, et cetera. That's not what I'm saying. Plumber, HVAC, I'm not saying that. I also wanna say that not everyone you work with works with, um, with the same um, standards, but it's good to know how they work so you know how hard you're gonna work. So whose job is it? At the end of the day, it's our job to represent our clients. With one of the largest sales they'll purchases or sales they'll ever make or ever be in the process of doing, and we need to make sure that they understand the process. So you need to be available to answer questions. And here's a tip: write this down. Client calls you and says, "Hey, Carrie, I have a question." Okay, what's your question? Um, who orders the home warranty? You know what? That's a really good question. Let me get back to you. You don't have to. Don't say I don't know. Stop saying, I don't know. You look unprofessional. Say, you know, that's a really good question. Let me get back to you in a few minutes. Text the attorney, text your managing broker. And if your managing broker doesn't know, we need to talk. Okay. Um, At the end of the day, it's our job, I said, to represent the uh, client. So things to think about. Are you motivated by money? Are you um, volume, right? And the transaction? If so, It could come back to haunt you because I hear the stories about Carrie and and one of my agents called me and was frustrated because the the buyer thought that this agent was trying to force them to buy. We talked about it. The agent was not forcing the client to buy. The agent was sharing the details from the listing agent to um, the buyer's agent and the buyer's agent was sharing the information with the buyer. Let me give you a tip. Now, and and I know it's different in every state, but we represent buyer or seller. Don't do dual agency. You can do notice of no agency. So we represent buyer or seller. So when I represent the buyer, anything the listing agent says to me, I'm telling my buyer. So if you call me up and you won't shut up, if you are going to tell me everything, girl, let me tell you what my seller did. Tell me. Tell me what your seller did. Do you know they took the stove out of the house? Don't tell your buyer. You represent the buyer. So some of you that have loose lips, you're doing this and you need to do this. Always keep in mind, it is your job to represent your clients. You have a fiduciary relationship with your clients, right, and a responsibility. That means, fiduciary means shut up, don't tell the listing agent anything. Shut up, listing agent, and don't tell the buyer's agent anything. When you know something, now uh, let me say this. If you know that something is going to harm the transaction, first thing you do is you write it down, call your managing broker, okay, let's talk this through. Then you might wanna have a conversation with the attorney before you share because it could be as simple as, let me tell you, some oops happened, buyer went out and um, the buyer went out and bought a, a hot water tank on credit. We got to fix this. So that is that could be a simple fix. Now, if you have an agent on the other end of the deal that has been just snippy at you and just mean, you got to fix it. You just have to figure out how to fix it. So stop talking. All right. So as um, an agent, it's our job to keep the deal together and educate the client. It's not your job to be the loan officer. It's not your job to be the attorney. Um, it's not your job to be the inspector. However, there are times when we, want to, uh, when we have to take what an attorney or a loan officer said and break it down in simple terms. Now, because I've had clients call me and say, Carrie this loan officer you sent me, she talks to me like I'm an idiot. So I'm like, okay, talk to me. What did she say? And then I say, okay, I'm going to talk to, if it's okay with you, do you mind if I call the loan officer to kind of tell them that you're a little frustrated? Could they just break it down? Because sometimes loan officers, we, loan officers and real estate agents, we forget that we've been doing this for years. And then we got to remember that this is the client's first purchase, second purchase, or they haven't purchased in 20 years, or they haven't sold their house in 20 years, and it's different. So we have to take a moment, and we might need to restate what the attorney said. We might get the attorney letter, and we might not need to bring it down into layman's terms. You're not the attorney. I'm not the attorney, but let me tell you what this means. I'm not the loan officer, but let me tell you what they just said to you. Or you're frustrated. The buyer calls you and they're frustrated, and they're like, "Carrie, what if um, Brittany? I see your, your question. Um, what if the uh, the loan officer keeps asking me for the same documents? First of all, I've already explained to them that the loan officer is going to ask you for the same documents. So if you didn't explain that in the beginning, just say this isn't uncommon. They're not singling you out." If you do start to feel like they're singling you, you out talk to the broker of the broker of record. All right. So, do you educate as you take the client along, or do you lay everything you know out at once? Now, I do still like buyer consultations. So, I so if we like to treat every client the same, but there are some clients you can discern they've already been through the process and it's going to be a lot, or it's like they don't want to hear it. But you can say, let me tell you how it works. I want to explain the process to you. I know you've already purchased. If there's anything that you're like, I already know, some things may have changed. Do you mind if I just explain the process? You need to discern if your client is, is, they just need the information fast. So what you what I like to do is I have created a video on the process. And you might want to go, I want to go over the contract a little bit. So when we do go to write an offer, there's things you already know. So you have to know your client. And you want to always stay consistent with everyone. So it could, I can, you know, do a buyer presentation in less than five minutes and then say, as we go through the process, I might explain it more in detail. So Brittany, you could go with that process. That's a good question. Um, Okay, this may be off topic, but you talk about seller credits. Oh, oh, whose job is it? That's on topic. So whose job is it to talk about closing cost credits? It is, the, it is everybody's job to talk about closing cost credits. It is the listing agent's job and it is the buyer's agent's job. Oh, if you guys just ask me questions, I could just talk for um, hours. So let me explain it to you like this. When I work with a seller, when I create the market analysis in my MLS, I have the ability to create a custom table. Custom one-line summary looks like a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. So what I do, is I will um, create a CMA and then I have a column before I actually look at the quick CMA that has seller concessions, closing cost credits. And if my client is, if my seller's in a market where they'll typically have a closing cost credit, I need to explain to the seller, when someone comes to write an offer on the house you've been living in since 1980, someone's, the buyer's typically going to be FHA VA maybe conventional, and they're going to ask for closing cost credit. Let me explain to you what that means. That means it is coming out of your proceeds. And then you can go into details on, you know, how that would look. Not a credit for repairs. That's a different conversation because a seller credit is not repairs. And this is usually an argument. If the seller decides to give the buyer a closing cost credit for repairs that had they were fixed that would not have been a closing cost credit, so that is not to be put in in Illinois in Midwest real estate data's MLS. That is different. If you don't know what I, if you don't know what I just said, call the help desk. Now, as a buyer's agent, the closing cost credit, seller concessions, um, seller credits, it's the same thing, except in the repair situation. So now, as a buyer's agent, here's where it is your job and the loan officer's job to say to the buyer, you know what, talk to your agent about closing cost credits. You might win if you ask the seller to participate with helping you close the deal. Now, there, we could say that there's an average of $5,000 towards closing cost credits, but some loans, and I'm not a loan officer, allow you to ask for up to 6%. Some loans only allow you to ask for up to 3%. But in this market, you need to be able to say to your client, if we ask for closing cost credit in this market, it could harm the deal, it could harm the deal. But you need to know, so it's now my job as a realtor, if I have a new buyer to say to the loan officer, thank you for the pre-approval, fully underwritten, does this do? Does our client, because now it's our client, does our client need closing cost credit? Because the loan officer may have told Tina, the buyer, that they need closing cost credit. Okay, great, you go shop for a house, you write a contract and you didn't ask for closing cost credit because you forgot to ask. Loan officer. So, yes. Uh, let's see. I recently had a deal, and of course, my shirt is in the way, where due to multiple offers, we decided to ask, not ask for closing cost credit. The buyer mistakenly then um, believed that he didn't have to pay any closing costs. He was a first time home buyer and didn't understand that one. We went back to the seller and the seller did give $6,000 closing cost credits. However, the buyer was told by the lender that he was going to have to come to closing with $20,000 prior to me asking for closing cost credit. And the buyer got scared and disappeared. Don't answer this question. Evelyn, don't answer this question, but I have lots of questions, but don't answer this question publicly because I don't know what market you're in and I don't want to go look up your deals. I don't need to go look up your deals, but there's some we get nosy. We want to go look what in the world happened. So this is where it's good to work with a title company or to have a net sheet and to be able to say to your buyer, don't, don't panic. Um, This is where when you get, it is your job as the agent to read the pre-approval because when you write an offer in our, in our contract, we put in the type, how much the loan is going to be 95% of the loan, ninety. percent 6.5 6.5 for FHA. How much do they have to put down? So this buyer may have had to always put down money. So there was a disconnect somewhere. So before we go shopping, I need to really understand their financial scenario. Yeah, that. whose job is it? It is my job to talk to the loan officer to find out. Now, I, I can't even lie. I'm calling the loan officer. Tell me everything. Kara, I can't tell you everything, but I need you to tell me everything so I know how to negotiate. Can this... So I, I have a, a loan officer that I will email. I'm like, can you... I'm coaching new agents. Can you tell me how you work? And I will... What I want to know when I work with the loan officer is, can this buyer write an offer with a pre-approval or should we wait till they're fully underwritten? Because if the loan officer says, girl, wait, I'm waiting. Because there could be issues that came up that they wanna get corrected before we shop. It is our job as the agent to know what is happening. Now, I, the loan officer is not supposed to share private information. But your loan officer might say to the buyer, Do you, can I share with Carrie your situation? Carrie is under her responsibility to not share your information with anyone, not another agent in the office, no one. Because if she knows this, then it'll help her negotiate stronger and harder for you. We need to know that, yeah. All right, uh, so here we go. See, this is, this is a topic I probably could write a whole class. Who's, I think this is a great CE class. Whose job is it? Um, so here are my best tips when working with your strategic partners and affiliates. Um, so let's say your buyer has their own attorney and own loan officer. You need to, whether they're on your team or not, And new agents. When you, when someone reaches out to you, they're in like, Hey, um, let's see, Marcus or Hey, Tanisha. The, um, and let's see. I don't Bishop. I don't Like, I need to know your name. Like, well, are you willing to have coffee with me? I'd love to work with you. Have the coffee. I don't care if it's a 30 minute zoom coffee call, because here are the things you should do. Ask them how they work and say, can you really give me details? Do you update me when the client's updated? Um, what is your process? How do you follow up? Do you prefer text messages? Do you prefer a phone call? Do you prefer email? By the way, if it wasn't in writing, it didn't get done. This is why, and I love, listen, I want my agents to text me in a pinch, but even last night I had an agent text me and I knew I couldn't answer. So now I had to give myself a reminder to to text in the morning because text is gone in in my mind. If you email me, I can reply right away. And Daranika, I I saw your email, I've got a response. So um, ask them how they work. My other tip is tell them what you would like. Tell them your your perfect scenario. And if you're a new agent and you and the buyer picked the attorney, or you picked an attorney that's working with another agent in the office, or you picked an um, uh, you referred a loan officer that works with another agent in the office. Tell that loan officer and that attorney and that inspector, hey, I'm new. What's your process? Is there anything I need to know? ask you don't know if you don't ask um so yeah tell them what you would like how you want them to follow up with you don't forget you're not the only agent that that attorney and that loan officer works with i get calls from loan officers hey carrie oh my gosh this agent is stressing me out what do i do like you have to remember we're not we're not the only agent so have some grace have some compassion and know if you're not if you're not getting the response there are times when I've stepped in and and I will I might call the loan officer and say hey it's me it's Carrie I have a question for you and I'm not here to say that you're doing anything wrong but you're working with one of my agents and this agent they're a little frustrated because they they're, they're new and you know they're new so can you help me help them what can I do to help them understand the process because the loan officer may have said for example you're going to close next tuesday then the paperwork isn't there tuesday morning and you're like oh my god so it, it, it is it the loan officer's job to say we're going to close on tuesday our i don't even know what the department is somebody tell me the, the department that handles all of the packages that uh, the closing documents that get emailed to the title company could be behind so don't panic it is their job to cre- It is their job to create the the patience for the client, but just know the loan officer didn't do it. So it's your job. It's your job. All right. Have a follow-up system. Use a CRM, a client relationship management tool, create all of your emails. So in, in my agents don't even know this yet. So they're going to hear it now. I've been coming up with a, a list for buyers and sellers, and I'm going to write all of their follow-up emails. I'm I'm writing it because what I'm learning is new agents, they need it. So I am building out the entire package. I have the list. I just got to write the emails now. Um, Respect the office. What do I mean? The person that you're working with, they know what they're doing. They may not do it the way you want them to do it, even though you want to fix them and make them do it your way. Just know you need to respect the office. I'm a certified paralegal. I work for attorneys. And, um, I respect the office. I I just, I respect the office. Um, but I also like that attorneys respect to respect me. I'm working with an attorney now we're collaborating. And she was like, Carrie, I know, you know, real estate law better than me. And I was like, can I say I do? I mean, we were, we were having a a true conversation. It's because I teach real estate law many days. I want to go to school to be an attorney, but that Yeah, no, I don't think I'll be doing that, but I read real estate law all the time, but I'm not an attorney. And I learned how to research it by working with uh, attorneys at McDonald's East Coast real estate division. So I respect the office. I had an attorney go off on me in real estate at McDonald's and in the real estate industry. And my first encounter, I was pregnant so it wasn't good. I did not respect the office. You don't even want to know what I said to that attorney. He was mean. He was demeaning. He disrespected me and I was pregnant. So pregnancy carry came out. I also had an attorney, um, go off on me in front of everyone. And I just said to that, that attorney, listen, I respect you. But if you ever want to go off on me, there's a conference room right over there. Pull me in the conference room because I will never go off on you in front of everyone. So I do respect the office. So some things to think about. All right. So before we end, um, what if you have a client that doesn't work with your recommendations? This is where I'm going to say, work, reach out to that attorney and ask them how they work and start building the relationship. You may work harder. You You probably will work harder because there are attorneys that won't update the real estate agent. Some attorneys don't even think you're worth updating. And that's because a lot of us don't do our own research and we don't work. So what do you do when your client has a family friend attorney who isn't a real estate attorney? This is the answer. You're gonna work harder than you wanna work. And I will tell you, this is why I have great relationships with other attorneys. I have called other attorneys, like this is what I'm dealing with. They insisted on using the friend of a friend And so I've been coached through how to handle it. I even had, there's a real estate agent in our office that has closed two deals without an attorney, but she comes from a closing uh, arena. So she was really good at it. Really good at it. Do I recommend it? Nope. Do I know how to read the HUD? Do I know how to actually create a closing document? I do. I do not recommend it. Right. You're going to, I mean, you're going to work harder. Let me say here's a tip. I understand that you want to use a family friend. Is it possible that we connect your family friend with another attorney and maybe this person is coached, maybe, but sometimes it is what it is. How about what if they want to use the um, attorney service they pay monthly for can't even think of what it is. Right. You're like, oh, that I had one of those. It was the worst scenario. And they ended up firing that company and they had to work with an attorney that's been doing the business. Now, if you have an attorney that's new, hopefully they tell you they're new. Because some people come into the business. Some people come into the business. All right, so remember, here's something you should remember. Now, it is not your job to make the client switch to another loan officer or another attorney, but it is your job to educate Let me tell you what could happen by working with someone that's not in the business. It's your job to educate because if you don't educate, remember, who do they call when the deal closes? And let me ask you this question. Whose job is it to fill out the disclosures? Whose job is it to fill out the disclosures? There it is, D, prepaid legal. And I am not against prepaid legal for those of you that have it. But if you have an attorney, remember a lot of people do prepaid legal attorneys is because it gets them into the business. They get to learn, but I'm just saying, 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 yeah. So, um, here, what was I, where was I at? Um, yeah, they always call you. So it's not your job to make the client switch ever, but it is your job to educate that if they don't work with the professional that has been in the industry, even if they're newer, it is better to work with someone that's in the industry. It just is, yeah. It's very unusual for us to even use attorneys here in Central Illinois. Yeah, when we we used to say, um, south of I-80, you're doing all the work. Uh, so yeah, other protocols, deed sign off on just local protocol. Um, it, yeah, and it, it, and this is why you have to know your marketplace. So I asked the question, whose job is it to fill out the disclosures? Yep. It's, it's the client you, you can't even now. I know we use DocuSign and dot loop. This is why we have to have text fields. The buyer needs the buyer. I'm sorry, the seller and the buyer, the seller needs to fill out their address because and the seller needs to check the boxes. This is why we use radio buttons on DocuSign. So it's an either or It is the seller's job to fill out the entire disclosure because if you fill it out and then the seller has a problem, they're going to say, well, Carrie filled out the document for me. I just signed it. I didn't know what I was signing. That is a a guarantee to end up in, in in a court of law. Yeah. So it is the seller fills out the disclosures. Now, buyer and sellers will sign, but it is the seller's job to fill out the disclosures, full disclosure. Now, um, and it is the realtor's job to go read the back in Illinois of the residential real estate disclosure, go read the back of that disclosure because you do need a date and time stamp on that thing. And the buyer has recourse for 12 months. So for those of you that are working with investors, let me tell you right now, it is your job as the realtor to make sure and the attorney's job to make sure that, that seller pulled permits. So I always ask, Did you pull permits? When I get the look, they have to disclose that they didn't pull permits. Because if they didn't pull permits, somebody's getting sued. I had an agent call me and say, Carrie, we bought a flip, and they had to totally gut the I don't know what room it was or if it was the basement. They had to gut it because there was mold behind the wall. Because the, the 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 person that was flipping. They were just fixing and flipping. They weren't totally rehabbing the property. And now there's some homes that you just need to rehab. But yeah, Yeah, if they're a senior and it's a disclosure, I'm assuming that's what you're asking. Bring in another party. That's when the attorney needs to probably be involved or a family member. Talk to your attorneys. Could you read the disclosure out loud to them? If at any point you feel like that client is incapable of understanding, you gotta find out who power of attorney is. You gotta find out. Let's see. I just had one had to drive twenty miles. What do you mean? Oh, you mean for e-signatures, maybe? Yeah, you're you're, you're driving twenty miles. Yeah, I don't know, uh, realtor Mario. That could have been an awesome referral. All right, so let's say it is the attorney's job to protect, to protect the client's interest, not their job to tell them everything they have to get repaired. We said that earlier. I like to say it's the best form of insurance a client can have because it is their job to protect their interest. Um, Now, so let's see, question, have you read the contract and do you know what's allowed in your marketplace? So I said this earlier, every agent should read the contract. And if you haven't taken a contract class, please take the contract class. If you're with the Chicago Association, I know they have a contract class. I know if you're with Main Street, they have a, a contract class, uh, Refv North Shore of Barrington, Oak Park, please take the contract class. I teach the contract class, it's been a while, but I understand what's in the contract, so yes. Oh, you closed already, so no referral for me. Um, should the buyer agent ask the investor selling agent if the client pulled permit? Yeah. Remember, it's your job to represent your client in Illinois. If you're in another state, it might be different. It is your job to represent the client. So if it's so remember, oh, I, somewhere around line 297 in the 13 page contract in Illinois. That's when the seller has to say they did what they were supposed to do. There's like four initials. And by the way, listing agents, you guys miss it every time in the MLS because you can turn that on and check it so your sellers can say yes or no to that. And then it automatically fills out the contract, that portion of the contract when you write the contract in Connect MLS. And listen, why are we working hard? So around around line 297 in Illinois or Northern Illinois, most of us use the 7.0. If you are in another state, read the contract. Please read the contract. Um, and if you don't know, like when you read the contract, you know, you can take out my journal and then we have paragraphs and every contract line is numbered, put, you know, write paragraph, this fixtures, because whose job is it for, I think it's paragraph three in Illinois, whose job is it to know what fixtures are being left in the house? It's the client's job and the realtor's job. And then maybe in the attorney review letter. So if you miss something, oh, let me just, in Illinois, if you miss something, get in, in, in the attorney review letter. Oh, let me, let me, let me just give you another situation that happened to me. I almost had to buy a riding lawnmower because the attorney didn't read email. And he called me and I said, you know, the sellers are having, I told him the sellers are having a garage sale or a yard sale and the lawnmower got sold that in the email I sent you, I said, could you please add this to the attorney review letter? Because in Illinois, we can't add in um, things that are not real property. We can't add them in. And he said, Carrie, I don't have time to read your emails. You're just going to have to eat it. I didn't refer him ever again. So yeah. Yeah, Christy. That's my favorite. Family friend is an attorney or my family friend is a realtor. That could be. And they work a full time job. But Carrie, can you go show the house for me? Oh, this whose job is it? Mark got a text from an agent that said, hi, my name is just a name. Can you please go show the property for me or one of your agents in your office? Because I can't. Didn't give MLS ID number. Didn't give full name. Didn't say the company they work for. And I was like, how are you going to respond, Mark? He was like, I, my response was, really? That was his response. <laughs> that was his response. Well, he did, the agent did eventually call. And the agent said, you know what? I apologize. I, I, my brain is kind of foggy. I had COVID. Or I have COVID and I can't go. So we did work it out for that client or that agent. But you can't just send a text saying, can you go do this? Like whose job is it to show the house? It is your job as the listing agent to help procure a sale. So whose job is it to show the house? Some of you guys need to think about that. Oh, you should have Mark's, and He was, he was, his, his commentary behind the scenes was terrible. But when the agent called, he was like, hey, I don't know who you are. It all changed. I think he's in the other room listening to me. All right. So and I know my time is almost up. So let me say this. Um, The inspection company has the job of inspecting the home and letting the client know of any safety issues, repairs, future repairs needed on the home. It's the buyer's job. I'm reminding you to read the inspection. So at the end of the day, when we say whose job is it? It is our job as the real estate agent to keep the deal together. It is your job to go find the information. No, you don't have to take the cat to the no kill shelter. It's not your job, but if it's going to help the transaction close, you might have to figure it out, especially if you're allergic. So it is not our job to clean houses. You can recommend service companies to clean. What if your client can't afford it? If it's a friend, Listen, I'm not here to have you do all jobs because if you do everything, you can't go out and get new business. So it is your job to make a living, but it is also your job to protect your client. So Carrie, he may just be my cousin. Yeah. So, all right. So here's my last tips. Follow up is key. So do you have a drip campaign to follow up with your clients to let them know what's happening? Some of your clients, it's also your job to figure out the best way to communicate with your clients. Not everyone reads email. Not everyone reads text. Some people still have flip phones. So it is our job to make sure that the transaction stays together. Make sure that um, you are following up with the loan officer if they don't have a pre-approval letter yet and say, hey, it's follow-up Friday. And now remember I told you, I follow up every Friday, want to know if the property, if I have a loan commitment, cannot move forward? Let me know if you have any questions for me. Has the client done everything they're supposed to do? And it's your job to follow up with your client. I was chatting with another agent this morning via um, Instagram Messenger. And she's teaching a class and I'm gonna butcher her name, but it's K-A-E-R-A, so Kiera. She was saying that the biggest problem with us is we don't follow up. So follow up is key and follow up after the transaction closes. You might even put together an email or a newsletter that says, hey, now that you have closed on your property, here's some things you might wanna do. Have the air conditioner um, inspected again, have the uh, HVAC cleaned, and these are things that you might even ask the seller to do. So, yeah. And, and, so, and by the way, when we say this, it's not the, the attorney's job, talk to the attorney because they've seen it all and they'll be, be able to give your clients some really good tips. All right. So any questions? Any questions? Oh, my best tips were. Ask your affiliates how they work. Tell them what you would like them to do for you and then have a follow-up system. And yes, respect the office. Remember, everybody's a professional in everything they do. Everyone is a professional. So any questions? While you're thinking about your questions, don't forget, um, you can join the class that Markey and I are teaching next Tuesday at 6.15 PM. It is uh, six-figure real estate training. The link is in my bio. Even if it says the eighth, I will change it in a minute it's uh, we're teaching this on the 15th and the 22nd so two more classes and then also join us in real estate live please tell a friend to follow me here on instagram and if you have any questions you can always send me a dm if you are not an agent in my office i answer them first but i will eventually get back to you and always start with your managing broker